for Wednesday, December 1, the 335th day of 2021. There are 30 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we welcome you to the month of December. The month of Christmas is here. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Happy December to you. Thank you. Are you getting prepared for Christmas? Are you getting closer? Uh, I know you've <clears throat> procured lots of gifts already. Well, this is the first year in a lot of years that I've shopped ahead of time. Okay. I'm good. normally a procrastinator. Does this make you more uh, welcoming of Christmas since you're a little more prepared? I okay. think so. All right. So there's a list. Of, we all have these. Um, we all have these uh, Christmas traditions that we do. But one tradition that most people can live without is Secret Santa. Most people, 79% say they hate being roped into the exchange because they never know what to get their designated exchangee. Nearly 9 in 10, 87%, admit they re-gift the items they've received from past Secret Santa exchanges. It's hard, isn't it? Well, I don't hate the idea. Yeah. So when I worked in a place that had a lot more people, Mm -hmm. Secret Santa was fun. Okay. It was a little bit easier? Yeah. All right. Or it may be a little more festive. It's just, I don't know, there's a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of pressure involved in Secret Secret Santa, so I can probably do without it. He's a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Uncle Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Did I, the go ahead? You know, I was going to say the the, the double header day after is is a rough is a rough day. Did you like pick up some articles of clothing from the visitors' locker room and put it on? Or you know, I mean, what are you? You're, you're wearing Breckenridge County colors today. What's my, up with that? My alma mater's colors. <laughs> oh, all right, Cooper okay. Jaguar colors. All right. It's I'll give you gold. that. It's yeah. also got that other logo on there. I don't know what that Bre- logo. Breck, the, that now I told you that is. they had their new jerseys yesterday, and their new jerseys <laughs> are Jordan. So it's not like I picked it up from them. All right. Good Unless enough. their old jerseys were, were Adidas and they, they handed it to me. Fair enough. You remember in March uh, and April of 2020 when there were the famous articles or pictures circulating the Internet that showed like the beer aisle at the store. Empty. Like, it was empty yeah. except for the Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that brand has had a had a hard time. And, and the idea of being tone deaf, they may also be a little bit tone deaf because Corona has revealed plans for Corona Island. A place it calls a unique destination for visitors to disconnect from the everyday and reconnect with the natural world. And it's slated to open in late spring of 2022, so just a few months from now. I think this is actually a good idea. Talk about leaning into it, right? You've got two choices if you're named Corona. You can just be like, nobody knows over here. And I think it's smart that they're going. Or you can lean it. Because (laughs) it's one of those things that now 
I mean, I like the idea. Yeah. I think people are talking about it. I think it's a good idea. Let's escape coronavirus by going to a place called Corona Island. I know it's Well, I, and all their commercials too are sitting on the beach, you know, on an island. Uh-huh. Wearing with, wearing with, masks, getting vaccines. With Tony Romo. <laughs> oh, Tony Romo and Snoop Dogg. That's those are the ones that I notice. Mostly the ones with Snoop Dogg. Uh, On Corona Island and here between the lakes today, spotty showers ahead of some warm air on the way. I think if you don't see rain in the next couple of hours, you're probably not going to see it today. We'll see uh, showers today, and they will completely vanish or vacate the region by uh, sunset. We'll see warm weather. Highs in the 60 to 70 degree range tomorrow and Friday. Dry air on Saturday with rain returning on Sunday. Scattered showers, 4 and 10 chance today. High 56. Partly cloudy, 48 tonight. And get ready, fans. Partly cloudy and 68. Weather fans, I mean. Partly cloudy and 68 for tomorrow. I like seeing, I like I seeing that forecast on there with a 7 as the first number. Well, you said fans. We got Cougar basketball tomorrow. Oh, absolutely! Night. So, yeah, All kinds of fans. Say. That uh, uh-huh. fans of the weather, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I know some of those. Big day in Washington, or big uh, day in Washington today, as the Supreme Court of the United States is going to weigh an opportunity to reverse Roe. Uh, we, you know, spent quite a bit of time about it on Monday. Now, it's not as if the end of the day they're going to walk out of the Supreme Court uh, chambers and they're going to announce their their ruling or their decision. They're hearing the arguments today on both sides of the issue, but I know a lot of pro-life people today will be spending um, a lot of prayer time and praying in earnest that uh, the Supreme Court choose to reverse Roe. It will be a um, it will be a tremendous shift in our nation, depending upon what the Supreme Court does. But that's going on in Washington today. So one of the big events that the country is paying attention to. Here closer to home, Kentucky's Attorney General won a preliminary court order yesterday to block President Biden's vaccination mandate for federal government contractors and subcontractors. The preliminary injunction issued by U.S. District Judge Gregory Van Tatenhove uh, stops the mandate from taking effect in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio. The um, Daniel Cameron, now Attorney General, said this is a significant ruling because it gives immediate relief from the federal government's vaccine requirements to Kentuckians who either contract with the federal government or work for a federal contractor. Ohio and Tennessee joined in the filing of the lawsuit, so they're protected by this ruling as well. But Judge Tatenhoff said, he said, and, and hear this plainly and clearly, He says, this is not a case about whether vaccines are effective. They are. Nor is this a case about whether the government at some level and in some circumstances can require citizens to obtain vaccines. It can. So he's 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 saying they already do. Yeah, he's saying my ruling is not to say that vaccines aren't effective because they are. And it's not also to say that the government can't mandate a vaccine because it can. But this yeah. ruling is making it's You've been to public school, you've been mandated to get vaccines. The ruling is more about who can who who can be mandated and who can't be mandated or can you pick and choose, which is where some of the messiness is I, over these. I do find it interesting and it's kind of the same thing with, you know, with Bashir when he was the attorney general. I don't know how I feel about it they can just go to one judge. You know, and one judge kind of can make the decision on that. Shouldn't we have at least like a panel of like 3 
I think that makes it, the decision on that. I think that's where the hierarchy and it's a, it, I, and I get that, but I don't know. It's just I feel like it should at least go to more than just one person who can be like, oh well, we got to stop this right now. Sure. Well, it'll be appealed, and then it'll eventually, I would uh-huh. presume, end up at the highest court in the land, which is you know where you know other issues are being taken up today. So all it does is it presses the pause button. But when your house is on fire, you really probably shouldn't take the time to stand around and have a committee meeting to go, shouldn't we call the fire department? I'm not sure if we should or we shouldn't. You know, it's, you usually have to make a swift action. But buying time favors those who are determined to, you know, not become vaccinated for some reason. Uh, on other COVID-19 news, a panel of U.S. health advisors narrowly back to closing uh, watched COVID-19 pill from Merck Yesterday, setting the stage for a likely authorization for the first drug that Americans could take at home to treat the coronavirus, the FDA panel voted 13 to 10 to that the antiviral drug's benefits outweigh its risks, including potential birth defects and if used during pregnancy. 13 to 10 is um, makes me raise one eyebrow. It's Normally, you would like things to be a little bit more overwhelming, but that panel, 13 to 10, uh, voted to send it forward to uh, another decision. What I do, what I certainly is evident to me is that whether you're worried about Omicron or future variants or uh, just where we are, we are two years into this. We have many more tools at our disposal and a greater understanding of how to live our lives than we did previously. Now we have vaccines, we have distancing measures that, remember, it's been less than two years ago, the first time we heard social distancing. Social distancing, what's that? And now it's, you know, it's a fact of life. You understand it. It's so, common. Yeah, yeah, so to have therapeutic, I also think it's just changed people's stances in general. Like you just don't stand as close to someone as you. I love that too. As you, as you did. So <laughs> I love that. We just have a lot more tools. I don't tools. want you in my space regardless. <laughs> we have a lot more tools in our toolbox. So wherever you are on the political spectrum about this and, uh, and, and I, other I, things, it, you have plenty of things at your, at your discretion to go, I'll choose to do this to protect myself. I'd love to ask the 10 people why. Why did you vote against The 13 to 10? Yeah, yeah, the 10 against why, and then the 13 for, you know, why, what, what led you to, or the 10 just better safe than sorry, I don't know. My guess is, is that an enterprising young man like yourself can probably find the hearing yesterday where they might have you know, discussed I, it. I don't know that that's at the top of my list of things I want to listen to. Okay. Uh, a passenger car and Amish buggy collided at an intersection in Wax. Earlier this week, happened about 5.20 Monday afternoon, the Sheriff's Office Sergeant Clay Boone, Wax Fire, and Grayson County EMS responded to the intersection of Grayson Springs and Wax Road. Uh, The uh, Honda Civic, driven by 49-year-old Donnie Gibson of Wax, was traveling west on Grayson Springs Road when the vehicle rolled through a stop sign, striking a northbound buggy being operated by a Samuel Hostetler of Grayson County. The horse-drawn buggy was outfitted with lanterns on each side, reflective strip on the back, but uh, Gibson said he dot, did not see the buggy. He, um, they, um, There were no injuries to humans. And well, it looks like... The horse was okay, Yeah, too. he says uh, he left. It sounded like the horse maybe broke away from the scene, and they had mm-hmm. to go retreat. If I were the horse, I'd say, get me right. over here, too. Let's see. Oddball. My natural instincts. We got fight or flight, and uh, flight took over. In that case, Grayson County residents will soon have to travel a short distance to obtain or renew a driver's license and state identification, as well as a driver 
testing needs. The um, clerk, a circuit court clerk, Stacy Blaine, said her office will no longer be handling driver testing, licensing, or state identification issuance, including renewals, as of December 29th. So when they reopen, I think on January 3rd is the date. They'll close on the 29th, and then they reopen on the 3rd, and then you'll need to go to a regional uh, Kentucky Transportation Cabinet regional office. Currently, Elizabethtown, Bowling Green, Owensboro, uh, renewals can also be completed online at drive.ky.gov or by mail. She did say that her staff will be available to assist with paperwork for anyone wanting re- to renew by mail. So I did not get, I do not get the impression from Clerk Blaine that they will just be washing their hands of, you know, you have to talk to someone else, you know, come January the 3rd. But I do think that they are saying, you know, there are certain things we can help with and there are some things that are being transitioned away. We'll do everything we can within our power. I also saw her say beyond this release, uh, beyond this story yesterday, that uh, in the future, there, when it comes to like CDL licensing and things, that there may actually be a location in the county that is leased by the state where some of those things would be handled locally. So, uh, one of the you've heard us talk about these transitions to these regional centers around the state over the last year or so, and one of the reasons we do it is just to remind this transition is taking place. This It's just Grayson County's turn, finally, to go with a group of counties to have these licensing transfer out to too. the transportation cabinet. Yeah, there aren't many. Uh, there aren't I think many I read remaining. like 30 left or something, I think. Uh, yeah. But I do. I just find it interesting that it took this long for you to be able to renew online. Yeah, it took the pandemic to be able to do it. But, but and I mean, for me, it's like, you mean I can just sit at my computer and and then they'll mail me one? It's sold. But what struck me as odd, though, is do you want to give this? This is more of a philosophical wonderance about doing things online. When you're issuing someone a state issued ID, right? Something, a card that really, in ways, are the keys to the kingdom. Don't you want to see them in person? Like, isn't there some level of you that thinks, like, this person needs to show up and go, look, I'm a walking, talking, breathing human. Give me my identification. So, as one of those talking, breathing humans (laughs) that would much rather not have to wait in line and all of that. Sold. Oh, I love the convenience. I would pay double the other to not have to go goes. in there. Well, speaking of double, a lot of people are complaining that real IDs are $48. Well, they're twice the price, but they're twice the length of yeah, it's time. It's like 10 years, isn't it? it? I think it's at least eight, certainly, yeah. where your current you know, your current license is uh, And if you want to get on a plane years. very soon, that's the only way you're going to be able to. Isn't yeah, that right? Finally, real ID is required. Or U.S. passport. If you have one of those and you want to go that, you know, go that way, that's always an option for you. Uh, whatever... You know the old adage now: you do you, whatever whatever is uh, makes it easiest for you to to comply with all the requirements that are uh, requirements that are required. <laughs> Have you point. ever heard of some requirements that weren't required, Sam? I I don't believe so. Uh, those are harder to find, aren't they? I think that would be uh, quite the hunt. Gas prices a fall, crude prices drop over the weekend. This week's average prices for Western Central Kentucky average two. 99 and 7 the average price during the week of November 22nd was 303 
but the average price the, a year ago was a dollar ninety one. Big jump from uh, this time last year. Crude prices fell by ten dollars and twenty four cents to settle at sixty eight dollars. So, I'd be curious what it was in twenty nineteen. Uh, it was cheap. Uh, it was it was probably in that uh, in that dollar ninety one range. Once once Keystone opened up, once the Keystone Pipeline project was once they were proving, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take our own oil. You saw prices, you saw crude come down, and that pretty much arrived with the change in presidential administration, and then changed back with the change in presidential administration. A Grayson County man has been arrested after having his second DUI wreck in twenty months. Last night, about nine forty-five, Clarkson police officer Blake Elmore. Responded to 200 a block of Old Litchville Road where a Ford work van had run off the road in a straight stretch and traveled into a ditch. 68-year-old Stephen Crabble of Falls of Ruff was detected to have a strong odor of alcohol coming from his vehicle as well as from himself. There were additionally numerous alcoholic beverages containers in view inside the vehicle. He was given a field sobriety test and arrested and charged and lodged and on and on. Kentucky education officials plan to discuss a proposal that would add more limits on the use of corporal punishment in schools where it is still allowed. A proposed administrative regulation will be up for discussion today during a Kentucky Board of Education meeting. The current state statute permits the use of physical force by a teacher or other caregiver if they believe, quote, that the force used is necessary to promote the welfare of a minor or mentally disabled person. Now, why is this still a thing? Most Kentucky schools no longer allow it. It should not be most. It should be all. Um, To be used for discipline. More than 150 school districts prohibit corporal punishment, four permit it, and 11 have no clear policy. The proposal would make students with disabilities, those who are homeless, or those who are experiencing the foster care system exempt from corporal punishment and limit its use on other students. Sort of to your point, Sam, is if you create that many exemptions, you'll just be doing away with it uh, it's like as a whole. If they're going to pull a kid out from the hallway and be like, oh, wait, are you on the list? That's you exactly know? right. You can't, you know. It's why just does, don't do it. Does every teacher in every instance know every circumstance mm-hmm. of a student or are they segmented and in a way or segregated in a way? Right. It's it's more, I understand, I understand the intent of why they're trying to create an exempt class in that regard. I get it. But it's either, it's either do or don't. And it's, and we're just, we've moved to the area of don't. What I, what I, what I am a little bit concerned about are the troublesome stories that you hear about the amount of violence that teachers are receiving from students who are ill-behaved, and they're not always from a mental disability class. They're perhaps from homes with violence, or and then there's no there there's there, there's no real recourse or no that seemingly there are no tactics to protect. Teachers, I, I I know teachers are you know they're they're hit they're they're bitten they're they're slapped they're uh, punched they're shoved they're uh, I mean every day in most any school you go to that's happening so I'm not and I don't think violent violence does beget violence so I don't think if someone's violent to you you should just automatically be violent to them but we do have a it seems like we're just taking a lot of 
tools away from our educators on trying to do the best they can for kids. But I don't think that's a tool they should yeah, have. It's a riddle. I mean, it's a real – we're going to have to reimagine. There are lots of things we're going to have to reimagine in our world, and that is, uh, is one of them on how to, how to protect students but also protect teachers at the same time. In another preview of his upcoming state budget plan, Kentucky governor said he will propose devoting $10 million to support an expansion of Waterfront Park into western Louisville. The 22-acre park expansion will connect downtown and west Louisville along the Ohio River and the state's largest city. The total cost of the expansion is $50 million. So Waterfront Park, really nice Is that down the one there, with right? the, that they have concerts at sometimes? They have concerts okay. down there. It's okay. right there along the Belvedere. It's where the, right there uh, by the Belle of Louisville is, the mm-hmm. Great Lawn is where people go for okay. thunder. And it's kind of detached from west Louisville. And if they can develop that park to the west, it will open up more of a uh, more of a corridor for people to move back and forth between those neighborhoods and, and downtown. There's also already that big cycling loop that starts from Waterfront Park down there where you can go into southern Indiana. So if they link up West Louisville, it just makes, uh, just makes more really accessibility. Do people choose to go into Indiana? They, but you have to hold your breath while you, while you do it. You have to, you have to be careful. Uh, Coach Mark Stoops apparently is uh, on board at the University of Kentucky, a new contract extension through 2028, which was agreed to prior to Saturday, apparently, and they shook hands on it on Saturday. So good news. Yes, Sam? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, th- I think the Cats are going to make out like bandits in the transfer portal in the off season, I think, with all the chaos that's going on at other places. It's free agency. I think it just allows the Vince Merrow machine and Stoops and White and Cohen to just go about just picking off people in places. I hope they can keep Cohen. And, uh, I, 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 yeah, keep him. Don't go backward, you know. And then the Cougars last night split decision at Cougar Gym. Sam, um, girls fell, boys prevailed. Uh, girls lost 65-25. Breck County picked as the number two team in the region. Really, really good team. Okay. Uh, Cougar boys were leading by double digits for the majority of the game and then decided in the fourth quarter that they forgot how to make a free throw, and it allowed Breckenridge County to come back. They brought it to within three, but the Cougars escaped to the 61-55 victory against Breckenridge County. So the Cougars are 1-0. The Lady Cougars are 0-1. Uh, Cougars host Central Harden tomorrow night. The Lady Cougars uh, travel to North Harden on Friday night. Okay, yeah, it got close at the end. I noticed in the yeah. boys' game yeah. last night. It was so a good game though. Basketball uh, season is yeah. here. Lots of River, basketball. On River path. Blanton had a career high, and Sydney Perkins had a career high in the girls' game. Well, all right, so good news. Off to off to a good start for them. So, got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Advent Calendar Day. Oh, my mom got me one of those. I got to start that today. I forgot. She gets me one with chocolate in it every year. She does. Mm-hmm. I forgot to. Uh, I was open thinking it up this morning. I was thinking about the adage today: one door opens, another door closes. One door opens, another door closes. One door opens, another door closes. That's me and my Advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Going through all of the doors. Mine isn't in order, so you got to like hunt for it. Oh, I see. So it's, it's like oh, a little. Well, it's like my playing mom where's did Waldo. that with Diego when he was little. A scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. it's like where's you Waldo. had to look for the number. Yeah. If you're looking at my advent calendar, it's already December 10th. So, <laughs> and it's nat- the chocolate. national pie. I'm surprised it's not the 25th <laughs> already. 
<laughs> so December first. Well, it's only nine thirty a.m. Right. I gotta, I gotta pace myself, <laughs> and it's National Pie Day today. P I E, and so day to eat pies. Do you have a favorite pie? Uh, apple. I like Derby really? pie a lot, but mm. it's hard to. I would wonder if I if I didn't live in Kentucky. I didn't know Derby pie. What would mm-hmm. I choose? You know, would I choose something uh, else? Cherry pie is pretty good. I think um, for me, it would be chocolate pie. Yeah, chocolate pie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, pumpkin pie, but I really would only eat that I eat once, once a year. year. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now, we still have some in the fridge. <laughs> I eat it boldly for a few days, but then it's limited to, you know, just a few just a few days. Uh, you will be not surprised to learn that vaccine is the 2021 word of the year. Uh, other words considered for word of the year. Runners up, uh, insurrection, perseverance, NASA's range uh, rover, infrastructure, cicadas, meta, <laughs> nomad. I'm glad it wasn't squid game. What's nomad? Is it? What's the connection to that? That's a good question. I'm not even sure. Nomad. Nomadic. I know what meta is. And then uh, also cisgender, C-I-S-G-E-N-D-E-R. I'm certain I don't want to know about that. Also, the advocacy group World Against Toys Causing Harm, also known as Watch, have published their 48th annual list of toys that could be dangerous to kids. This year's top ten at number one, the Squeaky Mini Bunny. That sounds terrible. These cute critters invite five-year-olds to blow on the toy's uh, hole for a pop sound, and it will also chat back in a helium voice. Do you want me to get one of those for a Leia for you all? I do not. It will be (laughs) returned. It will be re-gifted. Or go to Mama Carla's house. And I have a long long memory. My mom has... She would always get one of the popper, you know, the, oh, the lawnmowers yeah. for I've been any known of to her do friends. That. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. she'd get. Mm-hmm. It's but, funny until you're a mama. Uh, oh, no, she was a mom, and she would give it to yeah, other moms. Me too. The radio flyer spin and saucer. Children as young as 18 months are encouraged to spin on its five-inch high seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, the tummy time prop and play. It's a soft prop mat sold for newborns. Number four, perfectly cute My Little Baby Feed and Go Set. Yes, it's actually Lil, not Little. Lil. At number five, the Nerf Hyper Rush 40 Blaster. Oh, my. Okay. I was somewhere last week. I don't want to reveal its location. You I, can. So, our nephew, Caden, has apparently... <laughs> If you if you're ever looking for if you can't travel to the actual Nerf Museum, where is that? I'm not sure where the actual Nerf Museum is, but if you can't get to it, there is a facility in Windyville, Kentucky, that will just pretty much emulate the Nerf Museum. True story. Every Nerf possible under well, the sun. It's at the and, Science Museum of Minnesota. Well. In- so he comes down with all the guns, all the different. How old is he? Ten. Yeah, ten. he'll be ten in April. Now, do you have a gun to compete? Well, he's trying to mm-hmm. figure out. Mm-hmm. He he has picked out a Mandalorian gun for me. 
And so, I get the Is there a one. more perfect one? <laughs> no, there's not a more perfect one. It's I know idea. I had a teacher in, in high school who had a little Nerf gun, and if a kid fell asleep, he'd shoot him with a Nerf gun. Now, that's good. That's, I thought it was intelligent. Works for me. I love it. Number six, uh, learn to play drum. I, kids will come up with kids will figure this out without your help. I think that by might the way. be a good Alea present too, right? Number seven, uh, <laughs> I will kill you. Rollers. Just ask my sister Martha about giving loud toys to Taylor <laughs> and what happened. I exacted my revenge. <laughs> well, I have no well, kids. But for you I'm to... <laughs> not looking forward to paybacks from that. Right. Yep. We just decided to call a truce. Number seven: <laughs> Rollers light up heel skates. Number eight. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe, Origins, Ninja, Strike, Sickies, or Sickles. What could happen? What could go wrong with that? Number nine, my first hoverboard. Who? Oh. <laughs> the adult version of that is like my first chainsaw. <laughs> like, and yep. poor Sam doesn't <laughs> know my the first, reference. My first hoverboard. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 210 million packages were stolen. From Americans this year, we talked a little bit about porch piracy yesterday, and people who are uh, SafeWise found that mind-boggling 64% of Americans have been victims of package theft in the last year. I also read where that FedEx driver in uh, Decatur, Alabama, I think it's Decatur, somewhere in Alabama, is being questioned after they, you know, you've seen this picture, it went around the world of, uh, they found a stockpile of things that have been thrown off a truck. And I love that all the almost all the boxes are chewy boxes. Yeah, yeah, the, and the driver's being questioned. But did I, I want to know what his logic was? Does he think no one's going to know? Like, if you get ten calls from ten houses in a row on his route and say our packages didn't show up, they go, "Who's the first person you go talk to? The driver of the truck." So I don't know what he I don't know what he thought he was accomplishing it's strange to me if you're looking for a gift for the twinkie lover in your life there is a kit that makes a family-sized twinkie for you it is a three-piece kit it's a 32 ounce twinkie you use it basically making a bread pan Hmm. and then you make it in a pan you use the cream filling and then you can slice it like cake and then serve it all right so do you like twinkies I like the occasional Twinkie. I bet I will have, on average, one Twinkie every decade. That's about right. I mean, I don't have. I mean, I if you give me a Twinkie and say here you go, I'm not not going to eat it. But I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm at the gas station looking for something sweet. I'm not sure that's my first choice. Right. Well, I don't like anything cream filled. So well, here, here's my here's my my concern about Twinkies now in the modern era. If you put them in a snack basket where they're just in the cellophane mm-hmm. and they're loose and you mm-hmm. go grab one out of the snack basket, mm-hmm. you may get into one that's banana because they mm-hmm. do they mm-hmm. do banana they cream the on thing. the inside and they don't they don't package them differently and so there's kind of uh, taking a chance I think, when I open one. I think what we need is we need to talk to like Gracie Cook about making a homemade Twinkie. I'm sure she could make one that's a lot better than that. She's at school learning how to do some uh-huh. things. So, uh, General Mills has eight new cereals you'll be finding on shelves. Can we just get our normal cereals back oh for starters? Goodness. That would help. Cinegram Toast Crunch. So cinnamon toast crunch with graham crackers. Okay. No, thank you. Uh, there will be Reese's Puff Cluster Crunch. There will be strawberry banana Cheerios. Right up your alley, right? 
Oh, yeah, solid. <laughs> so long as the strawberry drowns out the banana, it might not be too bad. Don't they make strawberry Cheerios? Isn't that already a I thing? don't know. I've never had them if they if they do. And then for your kids who like PJ Masks, that new uh, that new children's popular children's cartoon, there's a PJ Masks cereal as well. There's uh, granola. There's ratio that's got toasted almond and uh, toasted coconut flavors. So, eight new cereal flavors for from General it's got Mills. Got nuts and almonds. Up. That means it's it's well. Uh, I mean, if you can healthy. like pull that off for a kid to be able to eat those things, I'm on board. I had but. so much fun on Thursday because uh, my grandmother got to visit with us on Thanksgiving, and uh, I got to share with her the story. I was being nostalgic about the weekend. I was, you know, I was probably just nine or eight or nine or something because my baby sister was a baby at the time. But we went to Lake Barkley for the weekend with my grandparents, and my grandparents were responsible for the grocery shopping. <laughs> so in came the Captain Crunch, and mm-hmm. in came the Booberry, and the, and so I've never forgotten that, you know. And like they buy the best cereal. Well, that's how and I always so, knew when my dad would do the grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well. My dad It'd be that and chips. My dad, like your dad, he did, he did kind of chime in and say, "Did you ever notice when we did the grocery shopping when we went to the beach that there were a lot of different options because he was involved in the process?" <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't do it single handedly. I have learned though that my dad now very rarely goes there by himself. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must not be left unaccompanied. <laughs> I got it. Uh, there is a cardboard Christmas tree in New Jersey that has. People in the town up in arms. Asbury Park, New Jersey, it's been called beautiful, awesome, and brilliant. It's been called a transcendent work of art that reimagines the holiday experience. It's also been called ridiculous, ugly, and hideous, and looks like a pile of Amazon boxes that were stacked together. To um, I think it's cool looking. So Normally, they have a live tree, but they did something different. So Does it still light up? That's a good question. I'm not because I think I don't think sure. it looks bad by any means. Well, it's that's the type of thing people they have strong opinions on it, you know. Uh, also, another town in North Carolina, you know, Mount Olive, North Carolina, is where Mount Olive pickles oh, are dear. made. Don't you love pickles? You mm-hmm. love Mount Olive pickles? I do. The North Carolina New Year's Eve pickle drop is returning after being virtual in 2020. So the town of Mount Olive, North Carolina, they have a great pickle drop into a vat on New Year's Eve. I didn't know this. To bring, I did not know this either, but I I immediately started having brainstorming ideas. You know, what I immediately yeah, me started too. thinking, okay, something dropping into a pot of honey here. Kevin Henderson on top of the chimney on oh, the square in Litchfield with a big. Baby Bell wheel of cheese that he's lowering down on a rope into a vat of honey. Maybe. I mean, what else could they do? Solid. I mean, can you see baby bells being rained off the top of the courthouse on New Year's Eve? Sheriff Chapin's throwing them out left and right. That'd be wonderful. That'd be awesome. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. There's a town in Oklahoma named 
hooker. <laughs> yes. And I did know that, actually. Its slogan, we talked about leaning into it. Their slogan, leaning into it, their town slogan is, it's a location, not a vocation. <laughs> so, That's solid. Oh, might as well. Just the old addressing the elephant in the room when they say I'm from, <laughs> I'm from, where are you from? Hooker, Oklahoma. There's somebody from, famous from Hooker, I'm from Oklahoma. Hooker, okay. It's a location, not a vocation. All right. Very good. Uh, we were talking about it in a break yesterday when Yukon Cornelius was here. Additional information. And I, sh- I shared with you, uh, Miss Buckles, mm-hmm. the fact that Adele's Adkins officially announces her Las Vegas residency and her final <laughs> date is April 16th. And, of course, we are not supposed to be there until April 21st. Well, honey, I feel like we come up short a lot of times. Yeah. So. Th- during that period, there aren't a whole lot of things going on. But here's what you don't know is that we are currently in a virtual line to have the opportunity to buy tickets to an earlier date in case said someone's wanted to go just for a quick weekend to be able to see her. But if we don't want to, then they can either we can pass on the opportunity <coughs> or they can be resold to another Adele fan that might want to go. What's that problem? You wouldn't want to go for a quick weekend to see Adele? Is that well, what you're saying? No, but you I can just drive up Two and a half hours and see her anytime I want. <laughs> you can FaceTime her. Right now, I probably could. <laughs> yes, so just put me on the spot, though. No, you wouldn't. I mean, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? You're under no obligation. I'm just saying if Do you we, not want to see Adele? If I didn't become proactive, then we wouldn't have the opportunity. She doesn't want to see Adele as much as I want to see Adele, but she also wouldn't make me go alone. Then there's that. <laughs> you probably would children. go alone, though, wouldn't you? I probably well, would. And here's the thing. I would authorize that, but, I mean, you put me on the spot. Oh, she's someone you have to see, though. Like, it'll, it'll eventually be. you yeah, be glad that you saw her. Much like Celine Dion. Jennifer Aniston and Katherine Hahn have joined the cast of Facts of Life and Different Strokes live TV special. Now, over the last few years, they've done these special live remakes of classic television shows from the 70s and 80s. They did Good Times, and they did uh, All in the Family. This year, they are doing The Facts of Life and Different Strokes, and Jennifer Aniston is part of it. It struck me a little bit. Odd. She's, um, you know, she usually, since Friends, she's been pretty much a movie actress. Yes. And Well, no, she's in the, the Apple TV. Yeah. It's almost like that doesn't. It, it. I'll tell you, the weird thing about Apple TV Plus, because there are no breaks, it that, seems like a long movie. That show is good, though, isn't it? It's great. It's yeah, I know that's on yeah, the list of, to, to watch. That's good. Uh, and just like that, right? the classic Carrie Bradshaw tagline, and just like that, a new trailer is out, and it sees Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte embarking on their next chapter. Also, it will be anxious to see in this reboot of how they will explain no Samantha. So Samantha will not be involved in the uh, reproduction of Sex and the City. So how they explain it in the revival, I don't know. Do you know? 
yet? Have you heard how I've they no explain clue. it? Yeah, I don't. But the I new you're asking me. No, but the new trailer. I'm asking either of you that might know. But I figured she was more inclined, no, more I likely. Have no to. Not sure. I've watched no. five seconds. Of the first show. two episodes will debut December nine. The following eight episodes will premiere weekly on subsequent Thursdays, with the final episode airing February third, twenty twenty two. So next week. Next week you get, to, and just like that, it's next week when that uh, returns. Then also learning today, we saw a video of Tiger Woods on the practice range, and then that immediately started, oh, he's making a comeback. And then he had to kind of shut that down um, over the last week or so and said, you know, his his full-time touring is over. He knows that. Uh, maybe he could pick and choose some events. Maybe, you know, he'll have an exemption to the Masters, I guess, in perpetuity. Uh, as a winner and a, and and a lot of tournaments, so he may you know gear up for particular events and maybe he just plays the majors and then I know that there's a few like the one in Ohio uh, yeah. the was it the Arnold Palmer in Ohio yeah, that he's kind of the host of now uh-huh. and he'll have to he'll have to tune up for those so he'll have to play some lesser events five years from now he could play on the Champions Tour which is you know a little slower pace and uh, but could be very competitive but in subsequent interviews that he's done over the last few days he has become more direct about how close he was to losing that leg. He said that amputation was on the table, that it was really strongly considered it being his only path forward. So the fact that he has two functioning legs is probably, after the crash, we considered it a miracle that he was alive. Because if you saw that crash and what happened, so he's just kind of become more candid about his uh, recovery and how close he was to, you know, living the rest of his life with a prosthetic of some kind uh, had they had to amputate. So latest news on Tiger there. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Hang around. MB's point to ponder for today. What's the oldest thing that you own and still use? Oh, dear. What's the oldest thing that you own and you still use? I had a really hard time with this because I felt like I might be missing some obvious things. Um, but I'll tell you the one that I finally got to that I could be assured was old and that I still use it. And it's my, Sam, you, you've probably seen it, but never paid any attention to it. I have a key ring that is Eddie Bauer and it's got four key rings outside it so that if I need to take like the house keys are on one and I can separate them and I've got like office keys are on one. So I don't have to take them off the ring. I can just take groups of keys off. And I've had that since 1996, and so I still use it most every day. Older than me. Yeah. So that's – but I started thinking, no, I don't have any clothing that's that old uh, that I still use. Um, So that's what I landed on was my keychain, my key ring that I use. Yeah, I don't know what I would pick. I mean – I I don't know. That's really hard. Uh, it was hard for me. That's um, why I was fun. Like, well, and you've had time. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I I've had, had a couple hours. I mean, I've had my Xbox 360 for about 10, <laughs> 10 years. All right. Well, in the scope of your life, uh-huh. by percentage, that's uh-huh. a big percentage. Uh, I've had 
I've had, well, I guess I do have an iPod Touch still that I've had since probably like 06. And you use it? No. Okay. Well, that was the part. That was the, that was the <laughs> I don't qualifier. use my Xbox 360 okay, that well, often either, but that, that I use count. it more than the iPod Touch. But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything yeah, that uh, comes to mind. Uh, let's go to the television schedule. NBC tonight, the 89th annual Christmas in Rockefeller Center, the lighting of the iconic Christmas tree. Carrie Underwood, Mickey Guyton, and uh, Brad Paisley and others perform. And then following that on NBC, Kelly Clarkson presents When Christmas Comes Around. So looks like a big festive night on NBC if that's your cup of tea. So we had commenters that said jewelry, which I think would be a lot of people's answer. Yeah, probably would be. Um, Yeah. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1862, President Lincoln sent his second annual message to Congress in which he called for the abolition of slavery and went on to say, fellow citizens, we cannot escape history. We of this Congress and the administration will be remembered in spite of ourselves. Rosa Parks was arrested uh, after refusing to give up her seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, this date, 1955. 1969, the U.S. government held its first draft lottery since World War II. Birthdays today. World Golf Hall of Famer Lee Trevino is 82 today. So uh, Lee Trevino uh, has a cameo in Happy Gilmore. And so I always like seeing him pop up on the screen whenever uh, that movie is on. Uh, Bette Midler is 76. Gilbert O'Sullivan is 75. Charlene Tilton is 63. Sarah Silverman is 51. Janelle Monet is 36. Zoe Kravitz is 33. Gone But Not Forgotten. Marie Tussaud. Wax Museum woman, 1761. Lou Rawls, born this date in 1933. Richard Pryor, born this date in 1940. Chart toppers. 1954, the DeCastro sisters were at the top of the charts. Who are the DeCastro sisters? Well, hopefully you're about to find out. say I've got a lot to Teach Me Tonight, the name of the number one hit. Well, don't think I'm trying not to learn, since this is the perfect spot to learn. All right, that's all you get. I think that's all we needed. Yeah, we're not mad about that. Let's go to 1963. Tommy Rowe, number one. Everybody. I would have never guessed You'd have never guessed the title of the song, (laughs) would you? It would have been somebody. Tommy Rowe. I was trying to get away from the obvious ones. Uh, Maybe bring in a little variety. I I do know this one. 1972. The Spinner's number one with I'll Be Around. Most people don't know I was the sixth spinner. Really? <laughs> you look just like them. I see the resemblance. Yep. In the same way Billy Preston was the fifth Beatle, I am the sixth spinner. Let's go to 1981 and the police. Have you finished it yet? I have not. not? I was busy catching up on television with my wife last night, so I did not watch I... the final 
Beatles. I think that that'll be something that I'll watch over Christmas. You'll like it. I know my dad has at least started watching it. I'm not sure how far along he is. He's a big Beatles Make fan. sure you have time to focus. Don't try to be multitasking when you do it because it'll get frustrating. There's lots of new ones. Yeah, yeah, I know I'll have to, do, uh, to dedicate quite a bit of time to it. Yeah, it's about, you can estimate about nine hours. Whitney Houston, number one this date in 1990 with I'm Your Baby Tonight. From one powerhouse voice to another, 1999 Mariah Carey and Jay-Z, number one with Heartbreaker. And then yet another powerhouse voice was number one, not T.I. T.I. is not the one with the uh, powerhouse voice. classify T.I. as yeah. In 08, Rihanna, number one with Live Your Life. Love it. It's weird to play a Mariah Carey song in December. Not, Can it not be that? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then another powerhouse voice, out of time to play it, but Camilla Cabello was number one four years ago today with Havana. So some. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with you not playing that. Really good voices there. Havana, na, na, na. MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Every time you are able to find humor in a difficult situation, you win. Every time you're able to find humor in a difficult situation, you win. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Uh, look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. Uh, if you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I introduce you. See you tomorrow here on In the Know.